We'll continue with our busy morning of Fast Friday press conferences today. Pleased to be joined by several members of Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing here celebrating the 15th anniversary of Buddy Rice's win here at the Indianapolis 500. Bobby, we'll go ahead and start with you. Uh, the season for your team has, has been pretty strong so far. How are you guys feeling coming into IndyCars and, and honestly motorsports' biggest race? Well, I mean, I think it, it has been a, a pretty good uh, start to the year, probably better than what we have historically had. Um, you know, Takuma winning in Barber uh, was obviously uh, great for him, for the team, being on the front row, both guys, uh, that was pretty special. That doesn't happen all every day. Um, but, you know, obviously Long Beach, uh, we might have disagreed with the end of the finish, but uh, it was a good, strong race for, for Graham and, and Takuma. So, I mean, you look at the qualifying much better on average. You look at the, the pace of the cars over the course of the races on average much better. So uh, I think we're very optimistic. You know, we made some changes to the team, added some people. Uh, Alan McDonald coming into the team, I think, was a big plus last year. And, and Tom German moving to technical director was a big plus. It is a big plus still, and I'm sure will be for years to come. And, um, you know, the offseason was a lot of hard work, uh, but uh, it was, uh, uh, I think it's, it's paying off. So we come here, I think we're pretty pleased the way things are going. Um, uh, and I expect that we'll be, uh, you know, certainly it's our expectation, our hope to be in the top eight and, <clears throat> and to be going for, for pole. Um, Beyond that, obviously, it's all about the race, and uh, I'm quite confident we'll have good cars for the race. Joined also by Mike Lanigan, team co-owner. Mike, some, some exciting recent announcements with the Digital Ally live garage camera with Nissan Cup Noodles coming on board. What are some things that the, on the commercial side that have strengthened the team recently? Well, first of all, the series is certainly gaining a lot of uh, traction with the new TV coverage, and we're excited about that, and we've, we've um, Made some changes over the last year with some new marketing people, and um, we're doing a lot of uh, unique business-to-business -business opportunities. And uh, actually, very, very pleased with all the new new members on board. You know, the Digital Ally, like you mentioned, and Nissan Noodles, and we're excited about it because we think we've got some long-term relationships with uh, with the United Reynolds of this world, the Panasonics, the MyJacks of this world, and as we all know, it takes money to go fast. So. And these guys don't come cheap either, by the way. <laughs> but uh, you know, we're excited about it. I mean, it, I, I, I haven't seen it this good commercially in a long, long time. And, and of course, we've got three great drivers. I'd like to welcome Jordan to the team. Welcome aboard, Jordan. And of course, we've got the two, we've got the young guy and the old guy over there. <laughs> and um, we're, we're, we're excited. We think we're going to have a great month. And you know, in, in this world, you need a little race luck. So if we get a little race luck, I think we'll be right there at the end. And, and uh, again, it should be a great month. Notice he didn't specify which one's the young one and the old one, so we'll leave, well, we'll leave that up to our uh, Let me start out saying, saying Bobby's the old one. <laughs> Fair enough. And I'm a little younger by he a few he months. He just loves that. He loves to make Although it. I'm a lot prettier, so. <laughs> As Mike mentioned, Jordan King joining the team for, uh, for the Indianapolis 500 this year. A very familiar face around the paddock, Jordan. But it's been a while since you've been on an oval how have you been reacclimating, and, and, and how are you feeling heading into qualifying this weekend? I don't think it's so much um, getting back into it as it's, it's learning again. Um, you know, I, I did a handful of laps around Phoenix, uh, so I wasn't really up to speed at Phoenix, and then here's completely different anyway, so it's very much been kind of starting from scratch. 
and uh, getting into it. But so far, so good. Uh, we've made some good progress. Um, passed ROP pretty easily, and then we could get cracked on with doing the kind of the proper setup work. So, you know, I, I feel quite confident that we're heading in a good direction. But today, obviously, is another new experience for me. We've we've got the extra boost. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Graham, uh, as Bobby mentioned, there have been some, some competitive performances from the team so far to date. How has preparation for, for this race specifically been going for the team, and, and what can we expect on Fast Friday? Yeah, I think, um, you, know, uh, you know, Takuma and I have been off to a pretty hot start here this year. Um, we've been in contention at several races and, and uh, you know, definitely had some, some good luck and some bads um, throughout this year. But... You know, I think the, the team has been off to a great start. And, you know, as we look at this race, um, you know, it's a 365-day, you know, a year job. It's, it's something that, you know, the moment that you walk away from here uh, two Mondays from now, you're immediately focused on, on what we need to do to be better, you know, as we come back here in, in 2020. But you know, obviously right now we're pretty focused on, on trying to, you know, find a little bit of speed and, and improve the cars. You know, the last few days, particularly in race running, um, today, your your sights change a little bit. You know your focus changes on what you're what you're trying to accomplish. Um, you know going out there and qual trim today with the increased boost. Go see what we've got. Uh, see where we stack up. But you know I think the team's done an excellent job. It was a tough winter, as Dad alluded to. I mean we the amount of hours poured in by everybody to make sure that all three of these cars were ready to go and were competitive here. Um, you know it was tough. It was tough, there's no doubt. I mean, we had a couple of guys that we lost on the, on the team just from, you know, the workloads were being pretty heavy, but everybody stuck, uh, the rest stuck with it, and we've got a great group of people, um, you know, that have, that have poured their heart into this. So hopefully we can, uh, we can reward them both uh, tomorrow and Sunday as well as mainly next Sunday. Takuma Sato, a uh, Indianapolis 500 champion here at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. <coughs> Takuma, you have a pole win, a race win, and then also second on the charts, I believe, yesterday in practice. And we saw a similar momentum build last year leading up to your, your win at the Grand Prix of Portland. Do you feel like you have that momentum on your side right now? Yeah, definitely feel the, uh, the momentum. And um, it, it just, uh, it's just like Graham said, it's just continuous to walk the team. And um, obviously last year, you know, we, we were far from the, uh, the ideal, from our expectation, at the, uh, especially for the beginning of the season. But the second half, I think we pick up a good speed and um, uh, certainly the result uh, is, is a combined coming together. So uh, I think over the course of the winter, really the engineers and boys at the factory work so hard um, be prepared for the 2019 season to give the Graham and us me to, to, uh, to have a great opportunity to race in a, in a, in a very competitive equipment. And of course, the uh, just month of the May started, and uh, we show some good speed. So uh, yeah, I feel really good. And like echoing Mike, I mean, it's just a great traction for the media point of view. But also, I think we have uh, it's such a significance of the engineering, you know, the 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 forward, the, the moving forward the uh, situation. So compared to last year, so I feel definitely great motivation in the team. We'll open up for questions. Yes. Uh, yeah, Graham. Uh I don't want to jinx anything, but next Sunday maybe your 200th career IndyCar start. Uh, what's oh. your uh, favorite memory so far? The first 199, and Bobby, how proud of you of uh, not just a team owner but a father watching your son uh, 200 starts now in the That's IndyCar right. series? 
Well, I didn't, I didn't know it was 200, um, honestly. So, you know, that's pretty cool. Hopefully 200 is, a, uh, is, a, is not only from a number standpoint, but is a special one as we, we feel we can really contend here. I think, um, you know, yesterday we made some great strides in our race car. While we didn't get in any big groups, I think, you know, Takuma and I both felt like we were, we were pretty competitive. So hopefully 200 is a special one, um, you know, across the board. I mean, I don't know, you know, for me, um, in the first 199, there's been a lot of great memories, been a lot of close calls. Um, I don't know that anything, probably nothing other than uh, winning the Indy 500 will beat Mid-Ohio for me. I know a lot of people thought I'd say, you know, Detroit, you know, sweeping, but Mid-Ohio was a dream come true for me. And uh, that, that'll be hard to replace um, until we do it again. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel good about next week. I really do. I think we're, you know, quietly optimistic. You know, we're, we haven't got any of those big crazy toe laps to put us up at the top of the charts. But I certainly wouldn't sleep on our team in general. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Wolfgang? Two questions, one for Bobby, one for John King. Uh, Bobby, depending on funding or sponsorship, is there a possibility you will enter a three-car team for a full season in the future? Well, that's our, I think that's our intent. Um, you know, it's like anything. Um, we were really pleased to have Jordan join us because I was impressed with what Jordan was able to do last year in his first year at IndyCars. Uh, he was quick, obviously has the talent to, to run up front. And, and to be frank, that's, that was the key to uh, asking him to uh, join us for this race. Uh, we certainly would like to see Jordan running with us at other races. It, it, it is, does become a, a matter of funding, but I think he, he's fit quite well in with the team. And that's what you're really looking for in a second or third car. It's, you know, that, that person uh, it has, to be, uh, it has to contribute to the overall performance of the team. You know, it's not a matter of just a number. And so, um, uh, you know, our, our goal, I think, is to have three cars, you know, and, but we want them to be the three best cars possible. That's first things first. So uh, we continue to push. Uh, we're really pleased to, to have, you know, Takuma back with us again this year for obvious reasons. He's a great driver and great champion uh, and a great teammate. And, and with Graham, uh, you know, we're, we're getting to the level where we want to be, where we're there every, every weekend on average. And, uh, and then that's when you start to look for that third car. So, yeah, our goal is certainly to expand the number of entries we have, but only if it's in the right possible way. John, question for you. Uh, concerning the future and your motorsport career, are you focused now to follow IndyCar or you look also into other championships or series? My, uh, my first port of call is IndyCar. That's, that's where I want to be racing. You know, I, I think I made it quite clear at the end of last year that's what i was pushing to try and achieve um obviously it's taken a bit of a a sideways step i suppose this year in, in racing other categories um i wouldn't shut that door completely you know I, if if indycar doesn't come up then yeah i'll be looking elsewhere but yeah my first my first kind of reference is uh, to come into this paddock jenna uh, Bobby and Graham and anyone else who wants to weigh in, uh, the last four to six weeks have been sort of um, debated the idea of guaranteed spots in the field, and fans have reacted quite violently against that idea. Um, I, I, I'm wondering if, if the talk about that is, is, comes from a flaw in the system in that truly the fastest 33 are not going to 
be in the field under the way the system is and what your positions are on guaranteed spots? Well, I think now the fastest 33 are in, in the, under the current system, the fastest 33 make it. Um, um, I mean, I, um, having been on the other, on the, having been on the, uh, the, the, the bad side of that, uh, uh, that situation, some, let's see, what was it, 1993? Uh, I can tell you that um, um, for a team, it's, um, it's uh, gut-wrenching. Um, particularly given all the effort, everybody puts forth a lot of effort, and inev inevitably, in the good old days, you know, the people there were a lot of people that would go home very disappointed. Um, I mean, I think it's amazing that we're in the situation we are now, where we have uh, more than the 33 entries. Um, I think that's a that's a that signifies the the commercial um, viability of the series because we have sponsors and teams willing to enter and participate, new teams participating. I mean, personally, I think it should be the way it's always been, that, um, that it's fast as 33 and that's that. Um, I, and again, I got to tell you, last year I was, I was not sleeping well the night before qualifying because um, uh, it was looking a little bit marginal. And obviously we had no problem in the end, but that's part of the lore, that's part of the mystique of, Indianapolis, of the Indy 500 is, you know, you got to suck it up and get it done on qualifying day. And... And, um, you know, I, uh, I, I don't think that uh, as much as it would be nice to have that guarantee where we don't have to worry about it, especially as a long-term, a, long, a season-long entrant, um, I, don't, I think that would, um, that's, not, that's, not, uh, uh, that's not loyal to the history of the Speedway and the history of the 500. So I, I think it, it, the way it is is the way it sh should be. And, um, you know, I think clearly, as you say, Spectators, I think, have made their voices pretty clear on that. Um, so, um, you know, let's just go qualify and go racing. Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't have a lot more to add. I think, you know, my, my voice was kind of clear with Jim and, you know, my comments that were made. As I said, you know, I think I grew up, you know, watching this place. And obviously I was pretty, pretty young, you know, but when Dad missed in 93, you know, he was the champion in 92. And, you know, obviously last year, it very easily could have been us. I, I really, really, really was, was nervous that it was going to be us. Uh, in the end, it was Hinch, and, and that was an extremely unfortunate situation. I have one of the biggest names in the sport sitting on the sidelines. But as I said to Jim, you know, as far as I you know, see and understand in this, you know, in this world, you know, things, things have to be earned and never, never just given. And so if you guarantee spots, it just follows the path of in my opinion, a lot of society, which is that you just don't have to earn it. You, you can just get it. And, uh, you know, I just don't, I don't stand by that. So to me, you got to go out there and work for it. Our teams work awfully hard. We worked awfully hard last year, and it could have been us. So, yeah, would it be hard on United Rentals? Would it be hard on every partner that we have that, that you know, puts a lot into this uh, for sure? But it's the name of the game, and you got to earn it. So as a follow-up, and almost a hypothetical, but in real talk, what would it mean if you or Takuma, one of your full-time entrants, didn't make this field? What would that mean to the program? Uh, I'm sorry? What, what, like, what would it mean to the program if Graham or Takuma, a full-time entrant, didn't make the program? Like, would that be a devastating blow? <clears throat> well, I'll tell you. Um, you know, all I have to do is look at history. history. Um, Roger didn't lose his sponsors when he didn't qualify in 90. Five, right? Um, right, but 
still, I mean, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, when I didn't qualify in 93, I got a three-year extension from Miller Brewing Company, thanks to a guy named Dick Strupp, who was the head of marketing. I mean, it was, a, it was I think people look in their partnerships, you know, like last year with Arrow. Arrow didn't walk away. In fact, Arrow expanded their, their involvement with uh, Schmidt. So, um, I, I you know, I don't know if anybody, any of our sponsors thinks everything's a guarantee or that it's a given. And, uh, and I think they probably, you know, they understand. Now, as a driver, you've got to go. And I mean, I'll never forget sitting up in our suite and they had all of our sponsors there and I'm watching the pace lap. And, you know, I belong down there. I don't belong up here. And, uh, I mean, that was an emotional time, but that, yeah, that's your obligation to your sponsors. And, uh, and you make the best of it, then you go on. And um, so uh, I think that's, uh, I, don't, I don't see that, I don't see many sponsors out there, if they were true partners with the teams that they're with, that would walk away if, if you had an issue in qualifying. I think they would probably figure out, I think most would say, how do we make sure this doesn't happen again? Bruce and then Jim. <clears throat> it's been so long ago, I think I forgot what I was even gonna ask. Um, <laughs> As far as the, um, usually in the past, uh, everybody looks at the no-toe speeds, but are they fairly irrelevant in the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday practices? Because you really don't get in the qualifying trim until today and tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I think for sure, you know, early in the week, it's pointless. Um, you know, yesterday, the three of us did, did some qual sims all at the same time. But even at that point, you know, we, we kind of just decided as a team, like, let's do it at the same time so we can compare to each other. But, like, you know, somebody that ran an hour or two hours later when the ambient was a little bit warmer, they're probably going to go a little bit quicker just because there's less drag. So it's kind of, it's, you, you know, you, you got to just stick, to, stick as a team and see where you think you really stand. Obviously, there's a few cars out there that are, that are definitely fast. Um, you know, but uh, I think... I think as a team, you know, we should be pretty decent, actually. Today, today's a good judge, but again, you know, today, somebody's going to put up a crazy speed that is pointless. Um, I think, you know, the key for us is to understand that today is you really have to stick to your plan, which is you've got to be on your own. You know, you have to be in clean air. You've got to understand, you know, gearing is so important. You get in a tow, it ruins everything. So, it, you know, the, the speeds of the early days are definitely you know, irrelevant as, as far as tomorrow goes. But the no-toe speeds today should be, speeds for Sh should be, yeah, for sure. Should be. Sorry, I'm going back to a little bit, jump on what Jenna was talking about. I was just, with, with the return of bumping this weekend, I was wondering, are, do you expect that the crowds will return in the same way that we saw in the 90s when, you, when, when it was such an uh, um, emotional day for a lot of people? Is that, is that for me? Um, well, I think you have, to, you have to recognize that, you know, the decline in the audience certainly was, ha on qualifying weekend, was certainly happening even in the late 80s, you know, early 90s. In 82, when I was here my first year, rookie year, I mean, it was packed, um, but it, it changed. But certainly the drama of that, well, I think, I mean, that, that's, that's a draw, I would, I would think. Are we going to fill the place? I doubt it, you know, but... Um, but you look at you look at what's gone on on Carb Day. You know the crowds, uh, car, how that's grown tremendously compared to what it used to be. And clearly, I think the more um, the more uh, qualifiers make the attempts, 
the more drama there is, the more interest there is. So surely it's got to it's got to attract you know more people. I would think. If I can if I can jump in on that, I think something that's commonly missed in this entire discussion is everybody says bumping. I don't know that bumping was necessarily the big draw back then. Part of the big draw was the speeds. Every year the speed went up, and people. I mean when. You know, when, when they broke down the barriers, you listen to the crowd roar, that was a huge part of it, probably more so than bumping. And unfortunately, you know, where we've gotten to is the speeds are just regulated. You know, I mean, we could go a lot quicker, but they just don't want you to go a lot quicker, which is, you know, I th you know personally, I think if you, if you want to really bring it back, you know, you've got you've to increase the speed. You know, I think that was such... An important part of those days is to see what, see what the number was going to be, and uh, you know nowadays it's I'm not going to say it's predictable, but it's it's going to be about the same as the year before. You know what I mean? So uh, that's well. Look, look, even two years ago, I think it was what Dixie did a 2:32 in qualifying or something, and that was the fastest lap that had been done since I think Ari's or something, and people like. Everybody that was here was nuts. Even even all of us watching were like, "Holy smoke!" You know, it was a big deal to see that. Um, that's got to be a big part of it as well. Yeah, if I may jump in, 1977 qualifying when Tommy Sneva broke the 200 mile an hour barrier. There was like 200,000 people here on pole day, and but the problem I see is how, how fast can these how fast can these guys go safely? You know. I mean, 2.30, 2.30, in my mind, is probably the best you're going to see here for a while. But, I mean, like Graham said, you can probably do 2.65 down the straightaways and go down to 2.20 in the, in the turns and have a 245, 48-mile-an-hour lap. But we're going to lose – we're going to use drivers, and that, that can't happen. But – and you are right. It's the threshold of the speed, but how do you fix it, quite frankly, safely, safely? Mr. Raninga, uh, Takuma's uh, running is a new special paint scheme, uh, look like a traditional major color. So, what's going through in your mind? That's for you. About the MyJack car. This year being the MyJack car. Not, yeah. Okay. Well, well I, I don't have my hearing aids on. I'm sorry. What, what was the question? So, Takuma's running is a special color, look like a traditional MyJack color, red, uh, orange, and yellow. So. What's going through oh, well, in your mind? Yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, back, when, back, when I, um, back when they stuck the IV in me in the early 90s <laughs> with, this, with this track, um, we were, we were a, a sponsor for years and years and years. And we, we brought out the old traditional red, red, and, um, red and yellow car. And uh, the Kuma and the Panasonic people were very kind enough to, to, to work with us on that. And uh, uh, although all the uh, MyJack employees and all our customers are very excited to see it, because I think we ran about 10 or 12 Indy 500s with the red and yellow, and I thank you very much, Takuma, for that, and, and thank you, Bob, for letting them do that. But uh, we're, we're, we're real excited about it. Thank you very much. And I, I think Takuma looks much better in red and, <laughs> and yellow, quite frankly. Joey, up front. <clears throat> question for Graham. I remember a year ago in qualifying talking to you and, and how nerve-wracking that process is was. Uh, here we are a year later. You, there's more confidence, more optimism. I mean, just take me through what's changed. What's changed, I mean, you know, for me is just uh, 
you know, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't stress enough, I think, what Alan McDonald has done for me, you know, this year. I think uh, across the board, you know, from the start. As Dad said, and Tom was with me last year, Tom's a great guy. He's moved into a great role that I think suits him extremely well on the technical director side. But Alan and Eddie, are, who's Takuma's engineer, they're like two peas in a pod, you know. I mean, truly are. It's kind of strange they're so alike. And, you know, those two worked together in the Andretti days in the early 2000s, been best friends ever since. And it just, I think Takuma would say the same. I just think, like, as a group, it's so much more cohesive. And, you know, you come here, and there's no doubt. I mean, Alan's been on pole, what, the last? He was on pole with Hinch. He's been on pole with Ed a couple times. You know, he's won this thing with Dario, with others. I mean, he's, he, you know, he's, he knows this place. And that gives you a sense of, like, calmness all the time, you know. And you can just look him in the eyes and tell if he's, you know, if he's all right, you know, you're fine, you know. And uh, I think we've done a lot of great things. We've come here with a setup that was immediately more competitive. And, uh, you know, we've been able to work from there. So I can't probably stress enough. And that's not only at Indy. I think you guys have seen all year, you know, the worst we've qualified all year is 10th on a road, road or street course. And last year, that was probably the best we qualified. Um, you know, we've had a front row start and everything else. I just think he's helped me a lot, you know, across the board. And uh, so, but it is an entire group, you know, and I just think I see the work that went in. You guys can walk up and down. You can go check out any other team, any other car. I guarantee you won't find a better prepared car than the three RLL cars. I guarantee you that. And it take a lot of pride in that, for sure. Jordan, um, over here. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, Steve. Yeah. Um, you've obviously got two experienced teammates here, experienced team owner. Is there one piece of advice that any of them have given you that stood out so far? Uh, I'll, I'll give him one. No right hand turns here. <laughs> uh, Bob Bobby's was quite good. Was it yesterday or the day before? He just said, Tr "Trust your ass. If if your ass is telling you it's it's uh, not safe, then it's not safe." Um, and you know, although it sounds quite funny, it, it is true. Uh, you know, when you're going at 230 miles an hour around here, you do have to trust what your instincts are telling you. So uh, yeah, that was probably. Probably the best one. We always talk about uh, setup, and uh, there's hundreds of variables. And this is for any driver, even Bobby, in your career. Uh, weather, track conditions, aerodynamics. So you have to start with a baseline somewhere when you're getting a setup. Uh, what are two or three items that are must uh, be solved uh, when you're talking about a setup for a car. Okay. My turn? <laughs> it's tough to say. Um, three fundamental. I mean, obviously, obviously you have to have a, a, a good platform which gives you the solid mechanical grip and the stability and how much you can trim aerodynamically. That is a key. And, and, and here this brace by yourself and in traffic is totally different scenario. The car is totally different animal, shall we say. So uh, going around in, in, in the fastest you can go, I think it's, it's a somewhat, I think you can, not never easy, but you can predict how much you can go faster by setup. But uh, truly have a strong car in the traffic, it is, it is extremely challenging. 
and uh, the car in a good by yourself, not necessarily good in the traffic. That's how we all working every single outing. So uh, it's not just one element, but the, uh, it's just total package. That's, that's, uh, that's very important to have it. I don't know if I answer correctly. Yeah, we've had uh, three full days of pounding around here. Um, who's got the advantage in horsepower, Chevrolet or Honda? <clears throat> I don't have that answer. Do you think this is as even as we've seen it here? I think we can't answer that. <laughs> Dad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, you know, let's face it, uh, I don't think anybody knows yet. Yeah, today's the day. We'll find out, right? Um, I would just tell you, I think we have a lot of confidence in Honda, and uh, particularly come race day. Um, again, you know, there, there's two events here. It's qualifying, and that has very little relevance to the outcome of the race. And, uh, and then you have the race. So, I mean, I think you have to... It's really easy to get wrapped up on the whole idea of, you know, we've got to get on pole and all this. And that's great if you can do it, but, it, you know, more important to us as a team is to know that we have three drivers who are confident in what they have come race day in all the conditions and that we produce cars that, are, can, be, that can respond to changes that can be made either within the car or outside by the team and during pit stops and what have you. And if we have cars that can, that can react to those changes in positive ways, then we're we're going to be looking pretty good. So I think it's always a, you know, it's always a, you know, um, the ratio of what's, what's most important to you. And for sure, uh, winning the race is the most important thing to us. Does anyone have a final question? <clears throat> Gentlemen, thank you very much. Good thank luck you. today.